Good day, everyone. I'm your host, James Hicks from Hicks New Media, and welcome to Perspectives and Focus, where we highlight the people, industries, ideas, and technology that are making positive strides within society. Today's guest, listen, for some audiences needs no introduction. My guest today is Mr. Tom Buck. Tom refers to himself as a lifelong audio and video nerd. He's when he's not creating amazing tutorials and informational videos on his YouTube channel, you can probably find him sitting behind a drum set, strumming a guitar, taking photos and videos with a wide array of camera gear that's in his home office, or collaborating with his wife on her various content creation efforts. Uh, Tom's YouTube channel is a must subscribe resource for anyone that looks to get an unbiased perspective on the gear that he has available to him. We're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about that quite a bit in terms of how he maintains that momentum. You know, all that is really part of what I want to talk to him about today. His overall standard for creating content, his overall standard for distributing content, who he is and who he doesn't work with from a brand awareness perspective and things of that nature. I really want to have this conversation, not of Tom's gear and what's in his studio and what's in his office, but the who, the why, and the how of Tom Buck. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listen to me right now. Tom Buck is in the building. Somebody say something. How are you, sir? I am good. Thank you for that intro. It was the nicest thing. I sound so impressive. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> you, you can clip it out and record it and maybe use it yeah. for it for natural moving forward in, in your world That's as well. Now, quote it on my resume from, from now on. Definitely, definitely. Listen, man, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule. I, I want to say that first and foremost, because I know you are incredibly active. You're incredibly busy and in Palm Springs is incredibly hot. Yeah, so, my watch, you were talking about this. It's just in the red. It doesn't even show like other colors in the temperature. It's just that's terrible. red. I'm, yeah. I am, that's terrible. <laughs> you know, I've got, I got my Dyson going over here trying to purify the air. I've got all kind of fans <laughs> going on as well because I knew I was going to get uh, a little warm just with the genius that is Buck here, here having yes. me today. So <laughs> the fire and the knowledge that I am. Come on, man. Let's, we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. <laughs> I, I gave, a high level elevator pitch, right? Of, of who you are, who you, what you do and things of that nature. But for my community who may not be aware of who Tom Buck is, again, my, my community is primarily entrepreneurs, also content mm -hmm. creators as well, but folks also in the biz tech world. Can you give just that uh, origin story of who you are, please? Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you kind of hit right on the, the head there. I'm a lifelong AV nerd. I've always loved video cameras and audio gear and all that kind of stuff. And I, was a high school teacher for 11 years and nine of those years i taught digital media which was super cool because it was everything i loved and I, and I would get to teach it and then in march of 2021 i was able to leave my high school teaching position and then do youtube full-time because i mentioned there was when you and i were talking for the show today's a special milestone today is the five-year anniversary of the day that i created my youtube channel and so i started that five years ago and it started gaining momentum after a couple years <laughs> not immediately. And about a, a little over a year now, I've been able to do that full time. And the whole thing that I try to do is just sort of share my enthusiasm, not necessarily expertise, because I'm very much learning myself, but the excitement for digital media stuff, audio, video gear, and how empowering, how fun it can be, how useful it can be, and just try to make videos that showcase that and are helpful. That so let's talk about that first and foremost. Congratulations, uh, happy anniversary! Uh, <laughs> yeah, have thank an you. Arnold Palmer or, or something when, when we get done to <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> that, which is pretty cool. So th that's one great milestone, and a little bit later we're going to talk about another probable milestone that, that could be happening uh, within the very short term. Hint, hint, uh, hint, 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 hint. Let me let me ask this uh, though. What drove that decision, right? You were in a, yeah. a nice career. You were doing good things within society. You were, you were teaching the youth. You were doing those things. What drove you to say, you know what? 
I now want to make a pivot in my life and my career and the things that I'm doing and, and go and make content as a full-time occupation. Yeah. So I'll start that by saying that if anyone watching or listening knows a teacher, <laughs> just give them a hug or cut them some slack or something because teaching is really hard. It's incredibly rewarding. But ultimately, the thing for me was as great as my position was, I think I had probably about the best teaching position you could possibly have where I got to almost make up my own job and create a digital media program. We actually had a budget, even though it was a very low income public school. So, it, you know, it was kind of a dream scenario for someone who wanted to be a teacher. But even despite that, as time went on, the time that I got to spend in the classroom with students working on stuff and teaching and, and helping kept getting smaller and smaller. And the amount of time that was spent on almost like the political administrative kind of like bureaucratic side of things was increasing and increasing. Pandemic did not help with that at all because it took away even more of the the good rewarding stuff and then piled on more of the other things. And at that point, I prior to the pandemic, I was already feeling kind of burnt out, honestly. And as the YouTube channel started to pick up traction, I was doing both and it was like having two full time jobs and I knew that it wasn't sustainable, but the channel wasn't quite ready to to sustain me yet. And I didn't really know what to do. But eventually in uh, March of last year, things just kind of hit hit a point where they were almost even and I could make that leap. And it, it came down to knowing that worst comes to worst, I could probably get another teaching job, even if it wasn't as great as the position I had before. Mm. But the the moment of being able to take advantage of an opportunity where something you have built has turned into something that could be an opportunity, right. that isn't going to always be there. And if I didn't take that opportunity, I would definitely regret it. And in the time from when I you know gave my notice that I was leaving my position to the time that I left, literally every single colleague I talked to, whether they were teachers, administrators, district officials, every person I talked to said that they wished they could leave too, but they had no options. And I just became so grateful for the fact that like, at the, I guess, what, three and a half years ago at that point, four years ago at that point, I had started a YouTube channel just for fun that then did turn into something. And I was, I just can't tell you how grateful I was for having an option. And it really taught me the importance of creating options for yourself because you you just don't know where things are going to go in the future and yeah um that was kind of where i was when i made that decision that's that, that's pretty cool let me so let me ask about this because you, you referenced it to some of your colleagues so i mean i understand now what, what drove you to that decision but talk a little bit about just the courage to even make that decision right yeah you, you, you wake up on a wednesday morning and say you know what <laughs> you do the old dolly part and take this job and shove it and and next thing you know <laughs> You're making thumbnails and, and you're doing right. Uh, right. You, it's just right. I wish it was that cool and that smooth. <laughs> it yeah. really was. It was not uh, for me. It was I, I came to the realization a while ago that looking looking down the timeline of my career and going, OK, this is great. I have a tenured position. Um, it's really secure. Pay is decent. I think most teachers are underpaid, but I just happen to be in a district where it's like I thought our pay was fine. Class sizes were 49 kids in a class. That's wow. insane. But yeah. pay was fine. Benefits are good. Like, you know, the the core of the job was good. And it's like, you could stick that out. But then I was looking down the barrel of like for 20 more years or something. I didn't know if I had that in me. And so I started thinking I need to put things in place so that in five to seven years I could change. That was pre pandemic. And then it was my wife who really like she she was from the day we met she was like oh you should just be doing this full time and i was like i have three videos on my channel and one <laughs> subscriber and it's you like this is not a full-time thing yeah. uh so she was always in favor of that which i was grateful for because sometimes the spouse or the partner discussion can be the tough one if you want to make a change and they're apprehensive about it so she was always on board with it i kind of needed to come around to it i'm a very like pragmatic i'm the last person i ever thought would do something like this okay which in a way uh, shows you that anybody could potentially do it. Like, I, I, it's not something I ever, ever, ever would have considered, but I'm so glad that I did. It's the best thing, almost the best thing I've ever done. And it, it just sort of took a while. And it was really because of the pandemic taking away, you know, if I was going into the classroom and seeing my students every day and having those kinds of connections every day, it would have been really, really hard. But when I was just staring at a bunch of gray boxes on Zoom for a year and a half, it was like, okay, I already feel like I have distanced myself right. emotionally. And 
that I think made it easier to decide. Uh, it's also, they suddenly said, we're going to go virtual for the rest of the year. This was the 2021 school year. Okay, cool. And then suddenly in April, there was a thing from our state that said, if you start in-person classes on April 1st, you will get more funding. So guess what everybody pivoted to despite yeah. not being prepared at all. Uh, and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be doing that. So I'm out of here. And yeah, that we had teachers die at our school and stuff because oh, of that decision. Yeah. So uh, I don't regret that. And fortunately, like all of my administrators and stuff were very supportive of it. But it was it was very scary to type up the letter. Yeah. And like I, I made several trips to my principal's office before I could actually go through the door. You and, like, walked around the office a couple of times, right? You know, yeah. I checked yeah. my mailbox like yeah. six times. Maybe I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, no, I need to go back to my room and finish something. And then finally it was like, here's my letter. And uh, he was, you know, super excited and, and super supportive, which was great because I don't know. I just made me really happy that it wasn't a contentious situation, but that was tough and it was bittersweet and telling students is hard and you know, there's definitely stuff I miss about it, but there's a lot more that I don't miss about it. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. So, so let me talk a little bit about that. And it's kind of in line with, with some of the questions that we got coming in here. Right. So how then that very next day, right. Did you pick up the bootstraps and then you say, okay, now I've got, I've got this stuff in this room. How do I now turn these lights on, turn this camera on? And how do I start creating content that not only resonates with my ethics, my morals, and and my frame of mind, but also helps me to build a community. What was it? How how did you start day one, week one, to actually start building the right bu bucket so, of prizes? Huh? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any puns <laughs> or, or dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't even think of what I was gonna. Something buck is an easy word to make puns with, but I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna demonetize your podcast right now. Um, <laughs> so you could, you could. The, the key to that was to not do that on day one and to do that years prior, uh, okay. kind of on accident at first. And it was, if I had left my job, which I did give, there was like, I think like a month's notice. It wasn't, you know, I'm out of here today. It was, there was time for a little bit of a transition. Uh, but prior to that, like I said, it had already been two full-time jobs basically, which wasn't sustainable. And it kind of came down to, I need to give one of these things up. Am I going to give up the thing where I'm dedicating my time and energy to someone else? Or am I going to give up the thing where I'm dedicating my time and energy to myself? I'm not going to give up my own thing. So it's got to be the other thing. And I was kind of already aware of that. And fortunately, the channel had gotten to a point where it was generating revenue. I had a pretty good idea of like who my audience was and what kind of videos I wanted to make. Those things needed to grow more, but the foundations were all there. The, the, the channel on a monthly basis was not generating as much income as I was making from teaching. But as a teacher, you only get paid 10 months out of the year. The channel can generate revenue 12 months out of the year. So it actually still, even at that like average rate, was more income than I was making teaching yeah, because of yeah. two extra months of income, which I'm bad at math. And I didn't realize that till probably longer than I you should say have. That a lot. You, you said that in, in videos as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you got calculators and you got iPhones, brother. We, we, yeah, we, can, no. we, can, we can fake it. <laughs> Yeah, we can. I keep I get made fun of all the time because I keep my like old like, old Casio right there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, this is a Staples brand one, but I have a Canon brand one as well. But I just like the big buttons of a calculator. Tell me what the number is, and then I'll be right about it. But the key was having something in place for me before I made that decision. Mm -hmm. um, my wife left her job in 2016, and it was sort of the opposite. She was like, "I got a little bit of savings. I can't stay at this job anymore, so I'm going to leave and figure it out. Like build the plane as I'm flying kind of situation." Mm -hmm. And that's definitely her personality. It's definitely not my personality. I needed to have things in place in a structure to feel comfortable making the leap. So that way, then like you said, it, it really was more exciting than stressful because it was like, I know the pieces are all here and now I can just dedicate more time to them. And that mm. was like almost a relief, if anything. And the selection of content, right? Yeah. Again, how, how did that come about? Because the world is your oyster. I mean, you, you've yeah. got so many different hobbies. You've got so many different things that you're you're into. How, how did you decide to go down this particular path and say, this is where I'm staking my my claim in this content right. creation journey, right? And saying, this is what I'm going to build my tombuck on. <laughs> build my yeah. tombuck on, whatever. 
you're gonna buck it up over here. Um, there we go. That's a good. That's a good question because I think a lot of people struggle with that. And if you go back, you can go to my channel and go to video one. Not that I would necessarily recommend you do that, but you could, and you can see the hodgepodge of like just having fun and figuring it out. And I think that's an important part of the creator journey is just figuring out what don't, you like and what offer, you don't like. First of all, oh, don't, don't no. offer me like don't, don't <laughs> tempt me with a with a good time. Yeah. Oh boy. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. Actually, my very first video is is a very useful one. It's about getting your drone pilot's license. Um, after that, it's quite a hodgepodge of like vlogs and things. Some of them are super fun, but they're not going to grow a channel at all. Okay. And but but it was teaching me a lot. So making those videos was teaching me how to make videos, how to talk to a camera. I mean, I knew how to make videos before, but not for myself. I'd never, you know, everything I was doing was for someone else or for like a client or something. Gotcha. And learning to make videos for myself was very different. And I've always been interested in, you know, cameras and audio gear and stuff, but that's feels almost like a saturated niche. It's like a smaller niche just by default. And it seems pretty saturated. And this was five years ago. And I was like, ah, I don't know if anyone needs another white guy in his thirties <laughs> talking about cameras. <laughs> I feel like we've got that covered, but that is the thing that I can talk about constantly. Like I've never gotten tired of it since I picked up my first video camera at four years old. I've never gotten tired of it. And to me, that was important because there are things like I had a bunch of 3D printing videos do pretty well early on. And I made like eight of them. And I was like, I know nothing else about 3D printing. Like this that's is it. it. Yeah. And so that's that would have been a great growth topic for the channel at the time, but it definitely wasn't sustainable for me. So it came down to like, what is a thing that I'm interested in that I never get tired of that people are that people are tired of hearing me talk about in my real life. That's what I should make a channel about. And it was I don't want to talk about gear all the all day, don't but it was it. I, when I didn't start it, right? Okay. When the original Roadcaster came out. Oh my I I had pieced together so many makeshift podcast studios for school districts and school sites and stuff, and it was a nightmare. And I was starting my own podcast at the time. And this thing came out that solved like every problem I had encountered. So I was so excited about it. Yeah. And I got it and I loved it. And I made a video about it. And that video did well, but it wasn't just that the video did well, it was like people didn't know about it and then people were discovering a tool that was helping them do other things and then i had questions like well what kind of mics can i use with this what what is a mic booster what settings do i need can i plug this into my camera what about stream like all the questions that naturally happen and i started realizing if i just make videos about the questions i had you know six months ago or three months ago people following my same journey are going to have the same questions and it's going to be really helpful and that did really dial in my understanding of it's not just me talking about cameras because I'm interested in cameras, but it was like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to me a few months ago when I, you know, just didn't know exactly what I know right now. And it, it really did help dial things in or, or niche down or whatever they might say, like to to figure out who is watching the channel, why they're watching it and what they what I can do to keep them watching it and, gotcha. and help yeah. them out. OK, so let me let me do this. Two two things, folks in the comments. Sure. Um, there's a bot running that's supposed <laughs> to help with moderation. And I'm going, I've got to tweak uh, Nightbot just a little bit. Hey, Dr. Elo, I'm going to need some help from you, brother, because uh, <laughs> Ken and Jim and, and, and oh, yeah, Doug, you're, you're sending some, some great comments when Nightbot is, is, is slapping you on the wrist. I apologize for that. We're, we're going to take care of that. <laughs> my goodness, I'm, I'm seeing it and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just hitting everybody on the cross of the head. And you did see my little shameless road plug here. Oh, so, here we go, dude. You know, my Roadcaster Pro coffee mug. That's the last time I'm going to mention it. But so but if you were to put like a little bit of whiskey in that, would it be a mug shot? I'd... Wait, where's where, it? Where, where's the sound effects? Oh, there my God. There, there. <laughs> First of all, how do you know that there's not whiskey? Oh, that's true. Right now. It's it, it's it is only 1219. But that's yeah. it. by the end of this stream, we'll know for sure. For sure. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't mix there. Right. there you go. Don't, don't, don't mix Let's your <laughs> roads and your shores. Oh my God. They sure don't I, I don't, I don't know where to go with this now, right? I see now it's completely gone off the rails. I have derailed Welcome the Welcome to the Tom Buck experience, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we made it, we made it 20 minutes. <laughs> we had some good conversation. <laughs> That's Things true. went off the rails. That's true. Uh, let, let me ask you this because the, the, the primary reason not just to hang out with you because you're one of the coolest kids on campus, but the, the, the primary reason that I wanted to have this conversation with you, and you started to allude to some of it, is your your ethical foundation. 
and the fact that you've established an, an ethics statement on your site, which kind of, as I was saying early on, really has become a framework for a lot of us creators to use and leverage. I've, I've changed half of the words and put my name in act like I've wrote it and, and it's on my site as well. Talk to us a little bit about why you felt sure. the need to have so much focus on an ethical statement and, and tell folks what's in it who may not be aware of it. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, first of all, the ethical thing to do would be to admit that I did not just, you know, pull it out of thin air, but, uh, I had heard several years ago, Marquez Brownlee had someone on his podcast and they were talking about sort of these disclosures they would make about brand deals and sponsored content. And I thought it was really interesting. And I went, I can't remember who the, Oh, it was Mr. Mobile, a channel called Mr. Mobile. That's who it was. And I went to his website and he has, uh, like pages of how he handles like hotel accommodations from a brand, how he handles a free meal. Like it was very in depth and very beyond anything I had ever needed to encounter. But I loved the idea that he was disclosing this stuff and making it super clear for the audience and for everybody. And then it was Kevin, the basic filmmaker had kind of like a version of one. Um, and I was like, you know, I really like this idea. So I'm going to sort of the, the 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 unwritten rules that have been in my head for so long, I'm going to put those out on digital paper and I'm going to kind of like try to foresee like things that that could potentially be issues in the future. Things I don't like on other channels, like, you know, like sometimes there are good ways and less effective ways to do sponsored content, for example. So it's like I want to make something where it's not this weird thing that just lives in my brain, but I want to put something out there that's going to be my reminder. Mm -hmm. of this you know if i want to do something if someone has a proposal or whatever does it check these boxes and i want them to be able to see that and i want anybody the viewer to be able to come and see that as well it is it's one page for everybody like the page that you're on right now if a brand reaches out and asks you know for partnership or sponsored content or they want to send free stuff or something if it gets to a point where I'm considering it, this is the first thing that they will get this exact link. It's not like, well, here's the real one, which just says, give me money and lots of it. Right. It's like, it's, it's just the same thing right here. And it has been hugely helpful when I first put it up oh, two years ago, three years ago. I don't remember the, I don't remember time these days, but a couple of years ago when I first put it up, I had a number of people like sending me emails and messages saying that I needed to take it down because it was really going to hurt my channel and hurt my relationships with brands. And I was like, well, I don't, I'm not trying to appeal to like the, the latest mobile game manufacturer yeah, or yeah. whatever that like, I, I don't need to hawk VPNs and stuff necessarily. And what I found is I kept it up and the companies, it was like a litmus test. The companies that are cool with it, companies like road or Artlist or shore or deity, like the companies that I would be buying the products from and do buy the mm. products from anyway, the companies mm -hmm. I would actually want to work with have never batted an eye at it at all. The companies that are just out to like, you know, take advantage of a creator's audience. Definitely. I never hear from them again after I send them the link, <laughs> but that's fine. I don't want to hear from them again. So it's been hugely beneficial. It is there. It is tailored to my specific Ness, like me, right. uh, but it is totally if somebody wants to take it, copy and paste it, modify it, whatever, use it as a template. It's absolutely you can ethically steal my ethics statement and it's OK. <laughs> I, there you go. I, I've been given permission because I've already done it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I think it's it should say on the page unless you, I accidentally you, you deleted it. That, that was the only reason why it, I did yeah. it. Uh, I will make sure folks have a link to hi, my name is Tom dot com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That and and so darn Tom, right? I mean, just just your your naming conventions are, are amazing. So we, we well, yeah, I I, I got it. The hi, my name is Tom thing. There's sort of a funny story behind it, um, which is like <laughs> potentially a problem. But uh, so back in so I've always been a fan of Blink One Eighty Two, the okay, the like pop punk band. Yes. Back in two thousand nine, I signed up for Twitter for like the first time. I didn't know anything about Twitter, so I just looked up Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two. And his screen name was, hi, my name is Mark. And I was like, that's really funny. I don't know why that's <laughs> funny to me. I just thought that was really funny. And at the time I was putting together a portfolio website and I was like, oh, like tombuck.com is taken by a guy who does voiceovers also named Tom Buck, <laughs> but it's not me. Um, so I couldn't get that one. I was like, oh, hi, my name is tom.com is available. That's cool. And so I signed up for it like in 2010 or something. What I didn't know, and I didn't know this until like a year and a half ago is that 
Mark Hoppus has a company called Hi, My Name is Mark. And it's like oh, he wow. sells things and it's like it's a whole thing. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to be like the like Bobo you dollar store version of emails, this. Right. Yeah. You don't want to get yeah. those. In the uh, which has never been an issue. I don't sell anything under that name. It's not like our LLC name. It's just my dumb URL. But it was like, oh, God, like after everything had already been like shifted to that domain. Um, I don't know. It's fine. Like, it's fine. But that's anyway, that's the story behind that. Folks, so darn Tom was a typo. So, folks, we we learning <laughs> some good things here, man. Right? We we know yeah. all about everything that's in Tom's office. We know about the blue. <laughs> we know about the wide array of cameras and microphones. But this is this is the stuff that you you can't buy. This, 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 this. <laughs> right? You can't. No affiliate links for this. None. None at all. Let let me ask you another question. You and you again. You referenced this as well. Um, the support that you have from so shout out to Heather. Right. Shout yes. out to the support that you have from your wife. And let's talk a little bit about how important that is. Right. Again, because doing what it is that you do at the level that you do it consistently, mm-hmm. uh, man, that would be that would be tough. Right. If, if you didn't have that support right next to right the your your uh, your partner right there. Talk to us a little bit about what that is. Talk to us a little bit about also how the couple's table has kind of evolved into something where you're you're doing more engagement with the community right you've opened mm-hmm. it up you've taken you've taken down I'm, i don't want to call it the paywall but you know you, you've made it accessible <laughs> to folks and you've opened up yourselves to be more of a i'm, I'm gonna say yeah. coaches right to to anyone who wants to listen so uh, i know that was a mouthful but you know t- <laughs> no 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 it's yeah so my wife and i for anyone who doesn't know we met on youtube uh in 2017 five years ago thank god i started that channel and uh we met through there like one of her videos was the very first youtube comment i ever left and we just kind of hit it off and how we've been married for a couple years um so it's been great to have somebody who understands you know if i'm feeling stressed out about something excited about something if i just need to dedicate time to something she gets it and even when my channel was very very small like sub 100 subscribers and i would you know, she would say like, hey, it's Saturday afternoon. Do you want to go do something? And I would say like, well, I'm supposed to have a video out on Tuesday. I should really film it, even though nobody in the world would have cared if the video didn't come out on Tuesday. <laughs> she understood like this is an this is important to you and you should set aside time for it. And that was huge. And having a supportive partner is is ideal. Having no partner, like just being alone would definitely be easier than having an unsupportive partner. And I know there's tons of people out there who it's like, they have to record their videos at 2 a.m. or something because right. they cannot carve out time. It's like almost like they're not allowed to carve out time throughout the rest of the day. And they have to just take whatever they can get and burn the candle at both ends. And it's it's really, really tough. So having that understanding, in my case of somebody who's done it themselves, she's been on YouTube longer than me. So she knows like what it's like. And that is hugely helpful. And all I could say is if someone has a partner or is a partner that I don't know why they'd be watching this if they yeah, it doesn't make sense. But <laughs> if someone, uh, you know, has a partner that doesn't get it because they're not doing it too, just being open and supportive and encouraging support doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're always saying yes, yes, yes to every idea someone has. But it, it can mean just being realistic about something. Hey, you want to do this? Cool. If you want to make videos every week, but we also have five kids, you know, let's set aside time where you can have one afternoon a week to yourself to record your videos or something like it, it means finding ways to work together and and communicate clearly and all that stuff. And it can be a lonely journey, which is why. uh, So the couples table is a live stream podcast that Heather and I do on her channel every Thursday at 1pm Pacific time, youtube.com slash Heather just create. And that that's just that (laughs) started as a yes. Oh, there's no yeah, there's yeah, there's no no shame. shame. It's It's all in the description. Anyway, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, and that that is just something we started for fun, and we've been doing it now for almost 100 episodes over two years, and it's been great, and it has built up a really cool community. So a year ago, we did start a community called Just Create More, which is like an online, uh, it's through Mighty Network, so I wasn't saying an online network, but it's a space for like we call it dedicated YouTube creators. So it doesn't really matter how big the channel is. It's the idea that you're in it and you're in it for the long haul and you're in it to make it sustainable. And yeah, we, we, we've been trying to figure out how to grow that ourselves. Cause we're like, that is definitely, you know, putting the tracks down before the train, like as the train is running over them, but it's been a cool thing to just 
to create a space where we can have the conversations and the support that we wanted and maybe couldn't get as easily and to provide that for other people and to provide a space for other people to connect. And it's great when like, if I don't log in for a day or two and I log in and I see a bunch of people having conversations and stuff, yeah. it's really, really great. Cool. So um, I forget what the original question is, but that was my answer to it. It's, it's a, it all works eventually. We, we can edit it out in post. Uh, it, it's all fine and dandy. No, <laughs> but you answered it. It was again, having someone supportive. Right. That's what it how, was. How important <laughs> that, that is. Glad I got, I got my uh, show notes here in front of me because, you know, we can, we can go on tangents for all the whole day. Yeah. Um, so, so that's cool right there. Let, let me ask you this kind of along the lines again, and, and there are all these questions are kind of building up on each other, right? So again, your mm -hmm. origin story. You're a very you good interviewer. It's so organized and like well-structured. It's Thank A you, plus, 10 out of 10. I'm going to ask for a testimonial uh, after yeah. this right here because uh, <laughs> I heard it, you heard it as well. Um, you, you've had a incredible stream of hits lately. <laughs> Oh, yeah. recently. Sure. Yeah. I'm focused on right now. I'm focused on right now. Ride with there me here. On this, ride, ride with sure. me on this. So, you know, really the, the success of the other roadcaster pro content, ha, how is that shaping kind of the, the content creation process for you moving forward? Right. Because it's, it's almost, it's, it's, I don't know if I want to say if it's, it's one of those once in a lifetime kind of things, but it, it's just something that you were, are passionate about you are deeply yeah. involved in uh it's something that you use on a daily basis and it just it was a cool product and then you were able to get early access to it make yeah. some fantastic content about it that's still resonating today because it's still very early on right we're, we're still right. getting these things in, in like the a couple now. weeks yeah um how has that shaped and how is that shaping what you do from last week moving forward or does does it, that shape it your your content creation journey? It does, but maybe maybe not. So it does and it doesn't, I guess. Because uh, okay. the roadcaster I mentioned it like helped me get an idea of what my channel is. And the thing about the roadcaster is like my excitement for it. The the this the um, analogy I used a, a while ago was comparing the original roadcaster to the original like Nintendo NES and the roadcaster two to the Super NES. They're, you know, the the second one is that much better, but they're both classics. And even when it gets to a point where like my original Nintendo, I'm never going to turn it on again because I don't need to. I'm also not going to be like getting rid of it. It's it's a cool thing to just have because it means something to me. The original Roadcaster feels that way to me. Like it's something that I got so much out of that I was just so excited about. I had so much fun with and it helped me grow my channel, help me find an identity for my channel, even though not every video is about that. Not every video is even about audio, but it really played such a critical role in my journey that it holds a very special place in my heart and I'm excited about it. And it was really because of that. That's why Rode even, you know, reached out at any point in time. I got on their Rode radar, the Rodar, and they they asked, you know, like you, you, you know, here's what? new you got on what? <laughs> their ro their Rodar. Oh my goodness. Their Rode radar. This man, this man. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I may have just fallen off that road art now, <laughs> but uh, they, it was because of that excitement. It wasn't, there wasn't any like broader strategy than that. It was just, I'm sharing something I'm excited about. And fortunately, the people who make that thought that was cool. And so then they reached out and with the, the Roadcaster 2, their 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 original plan of course was we're going to send a we're going to send a handful of them out to to people to you know test and make videos about so that they're ready for release day it's the only product i ever said that i would do like release day videos for is if there was ever a second roadcaster because i really don't like embargo or release videos but this right. was just such an exception for me that i and it happened but uh it just so happened that for like several different reasons the the full firmware wasn't ready and they were hesitant to send out beta firmware because, you know, God forbid someone's using beta firmware on a stream or something and it messes up and then a bunch of people start running with that and thinking like, oh my gosh, this is a huge defect when really it's like, no, it was just beta software. It right, happens. Right. Uh, but not everyone understands that. So they were hesitant to do that at one point. Then they were like, we, we know this is an issue. We don't want there to be no videos about this. Um, so they offered me like ac early access to the beta 
firmware. And at one point in time, this is like the coolest thing. At one point in time, I was the only person in the world outside of Rode that had a working Rodecaster Pro 2 for like two weeks. And no. I thought that was not to be like exclusionary or gatekeepy, but that was really cool. Like, come on. Um, that was awesome. And so where that fits in the creator journey was that had come right after, um, no, it was before, after, before, I don't know. It came right after, I think, my friend Peter Lindgren from Sweden came to California and stayed with us for a few days, and he and I made a whole bunch of videos together. He has a, a hugely successful YouTube channel, and kind of like watching his workflow and seeing how he could take a situation and turn it into three videos and mm -hmm. and and balance all this stuff and like take advantage is the wrong word, but how he could take advantage of opportunities and circumstances I thought that was really interesting. And so then I found myself in this situation where I was like, here's the thing people have a ton of questions about. I'm literally the only person other yes. than the company who can provide any answers right now. I need to take advantage of this because this will not happen again. And thankfully, in a couple of weeks, everyone's going to get their working stuff and be able to put stuff out, which is a good thing. But for this little window of time, I should like not only answer the questions that people have, but also, hey, maybe I should make a couple extra things because it's probably gonna do better than it would normally. And I guess that was being a little more strategic than I typically am with my videos. So that was kind of, it was a really good lesson in recognizing a moment that you mm. should take advantage yeah. of because the stars align. It benefits me, it benefits the viewer, it benefits like it benefits the company. Like everything was connected. Not not that any of those videos were like paid sponsored videos or anything, but it was just recognizing that was important. Equally as important was recognizing like when to stop that or to take a break from that. And you know, I, I'd put out like normally I put out videos every Thursday. And so the roadcaster thing, there were times where like Saturdays and Mondays I was putting out like extra roadcaster videos. Right. Still doing my Thursday video, but then my Thursday one would be about like a lens or Listen, something the entirely different. Lens video was good. Don't stop beating <laughs> yourself that about that, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I love, I love it. Um, that, that was a good it's video. a great video. Yes, but every time I would do that, people would say like, "No, we wanted more Roadcaster stuff," and it's like, "No, that's my conscious choice to remind people that this is not the Roadcaster Pro channel. That's a character on the channel in a way, but it's it's not the the main character. Like yeah. it fits in, fills a role." But, you know, they're being sure to always remind people of the other things. So it's like, you know, if I do a whole bunch of audio related videos over here, okay, now let's talk about cameras or streaming or, you know, like if I want the channel to be about these several things, I have to remember to like sprinkle out topics about those separate things. And right. that's learning how to balance all that takes time. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I've been trying to do lately as much as I can. That's, that's, that's very cool. And listen, I, I know Mr. Kirk Newton is on here. And one of his statements <laughs> is there's don't be humble on the live stream, right? You, you had an opportunity to yeah. really be that subject matter expert, to be that uh, uh, person that the consumers look to very early on to get information about a product. And oh then no, he what did I do? Oh my God, see. Sorry, I stepped on my foot pedal and I played my podcast outro for you. I'm Maybe so sorry. You stepped on my foot pedal. No, okay. <laughs> um, but you know, the fact that you had that opportunity, that window of opportunity to be that that person that, that we all look to. And I'm glad that you went into detail saying that, you know, these things, this may not happen again, but while yeah. I have this opportunity, I'm going to take advantage of it. And there's nothing wrong in that because- No, not at all. Your your history, your your catalog shows that you are, again, that unbiased person. You will say exactly how you feel. You will say if it works, when it doesn't work. Uh, you probably told everyone to upgrade to 1.04 firmware because all the other ones were, were bad. <laughs> but right, right. But you walked us through all of the intricacies uh, from a enthusiast, a user yeah. and from a third party. You weren't you weren't road bad. You didn't have the road hat on, which which, which was cool. Right. Yeah, those those weren't paid. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I I asked and I, and I wonder, moving forward, the fact that you said that you were able to see that particular opportunity, and again, does that maybe shape your engagements with other brands? I, I'm not going to mention any other brands, but I'm just saying, you know, if someone comes to you with something that's, I'll mention a brand. If Sony comes to you and says, Tom, the A77. <laughs> right ne next year yeah the a7r7 uh 128 megapixel and you know what we was this was road the your new york trip 
uh that was supposed to be but they okay i i think somebody got sick and they had to cancel it and they were like okay okay so right if, if sony wants to fly you to, to japan to to show you the a77 right and and that opportunity presents itself do you kind of now have an idea kind of a framework or, or a, a precedence of how you're going to deal with something like that moving forward yeah uh, definitely so in a couple different ways that's also a really good question a big thing that i've learned i've been very slow probably slower than i should have been in learning how to work with brands and stuff because initially when i started my channel it was like this is not a source of income i'm never going to like use an affiliate link or anything and then i realized i was just being dumb and like essentially robbing myself there's no reason to be that like to just shoot myself pretty, in the foot much, that way man. get those genius yeah. links out there it's all good no no worries 100 100 uh but you know at the same time i'll also never make a video just so i could share an affiliate link or something like that that won't happen today is what the 29th today and tomorrow you'll probably see on a lot of youtube channels you're going to see a bunch of videos pop up that aren't the best videos but they have sponsor segments in them and that's because those channels were obligated to create sponsored content this month they procrastinated yeah. it's the end of the month they're going to put out a very low effort video just to just to like you know meet the sponsorship requirement uh, and you know stuff happens i'm not trying to to throw shade at anyone yeah. but that's not a thing i would want to do like it's just not a thing i would want to do so a lot of it comes from building relationships um last year i started doing some sponsored content with artlist so yeah summer mm -hmm. of 2021 and it's because literally five years ago today i created my youtube channel five years ago today i also got my artlist account because that was that's i cool. did both things at the same day even before i made a video so it's been a part of my journey but we had been talking, the Artlist person and I, for 18 months before that. So like they had wanted, like a year before, you want to do sponsored stuff? And I was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But we were building the relationship. We were getting to know each other. And now I feel like we have such a really good working relationship that it makes it so easy if they approach me with an idea, if I approach them with an idea. It's like, it's it just works. And building those relationships is really important. And that's why I think it's important to be selective. So a brand like Sony, they're probably going to have their what they would want or their requirements. But if we build a relationship, they're mm -hmm. also going to know that they're not just buying my audience. They're like, they need to fit in. Like, if you like the way I create stuff, let me create stuff the way that I do it. And then that can be our sponsored thing or our sponsored project. And not every company understands that. Some of them do more than others. Road, fortunately, is definitely one of them that does. And what it's taught me going forward and what I've learned is to really to not underestimate this sounds cliche but to not underestimate your value as a creator hmm. um you know the fact that road would give someone like they didn't tell me like okay we're going to give you beta firmware make a video about this make a video about that they just said we're going to give you access to beta firmware that was it and then i just started making as many videos as i could with it about things that i thought people had questions about right and that was it and that was really, really cool. But obviously they did that because they saw the value in having, they could have made those videos on their channel and they probably would have been better and more accurate even. But it doesn't matter if I'm saying the same things they are in some way, having it not come from them exactly. gives it a different weight. And companies recognize that. So what I've learned is in the future, I want to be more aggressive about actively reaching out to companies I either know or want to start partnerships with and trying to find like, you know, like instead of waiting for them to say, hey, we want to sponsor something, say, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to sponsor it? Like trying to make things happen my way. Like I mentioned Peter Lindgren coming to visit. I would love to go visit him in Sweden. It's like $5,000 for plane fare. So I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon unless maybe I could find a company and pitch them and go, hey, I want to go visit this other YouTube creator over here. I have this idea for a video. Can you pay for the trip? Love like it. using those things to make stuff happen that I want to have happen. I want to be more aggressive about that in the future. That That is the creator's mindset that uh, I, I wanted to get into. And <laughs> um, you got to love it when the, when the, when the trolls start coming into the comments. Down. I know. It's like, so, wow, I just saw a lot of emojis down there. But you know what? But see, there's <laughs> my, my bot kicking in and, and knocking yeah. them out. So you I go, Nightbot. What, whatever. Well, I'll fix it. You know, I, I blame Elo, Dr. Elo, because he's the one yeah, that turned me, me on to it. And, and I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> listen, you are around the corner from a mile, another milestone, right? 
<laughs> you really yes. are. Not not yes. not to, not the one we talked about before. So I, I won't give that personal one out unless you wanted to. But I, I want to talk about uh, what is it here? I'm, I'm looking at it. Sixteen days, maybe. <laughs> sixteen days. Oh, you're on the social blade. Yes, um, sixteen days until you are projected to be at a hundred thousand. What is 16 days from today? That would be the 15th, 13th, 14th, something like that. Something like that. So here's another thing that that I, <clears throat> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, hitting 100K. Yes, I'm aware of it. I could pretend to be humble and be like, Yeah, you what? listen, I, I know you're you hitting crazy? refresh on the... On no, the <laughs> I'm firmly aware of this because it's something I never thought would ever happen. I never thought I'd get 100 subscribers, much less 100K. So the fact that it like is seemingly close is amazing um the cool thing though is i started my youtube channel on june 29th but july 13th is when i uploaded my very first video 2017. if i can just increase my channel's growth just a little bit it'll push that prediction to hit that milestone on july 13th which would doesn't matter probably won't happen would be really cool five years to the day later to hit that milestone. Come on, that'd be awesome. You know, um, we'll, we'll see what we can do to make it happen. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching. So my audience is primarily right now still on Twitter and I, I'm, I'm <laughs> right. seeing analytics. I'm, I'm seeing there's a lot of folks watching on Twitter. I wish they would come over to YouTube, but you know that, that's all good. And, and Danny, we, we've no, just given you an action item. Subscribe. It's, it's an, <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like only if only if you actually want to, because having a bunch of people subscribe and never watch well, anything, th and that's what I was going to say. Actually, not a great thing. <laughs> yes, that's 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 what I was going to say. I was going to set that precedence yeah. right. You know, I mean, take a look at the content that's out there, and if it resonates with you, take take a look at him. He's at ninety eight point yeah. seven right now. Goodness gracious! Um, my, also, my body temperature. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. It's been too long since we've had a, a Tom. Sorry. Uh, where's it going? Where is is it going? Right underneath the uh, Conan O'Brien plaque. Oh, <laughs> that is. I don't want to jinx anything by counting any chickens before they're hatched. So Dude, this, this chicken is ready to pop. Come on now. The, <laughs> the, the, the shell is cracking. Come on now. You know what I'm, what I'm honestly waiting, what would be the story of my life yes. uh, would be that at the end of this month, YouTube announces that they're going to stop the creator award <laughs> program or something like that is don't do that. I, I, part of me is very much expecting that to happen. So I'm going to wait until anything, but, what I, what I think is actually important to talk about, because we see like silver play buttons, gold play buttons, and you know, does it really, do the numbers matter? People say yes, people say no. Um, there is no answer, because it's a, it's a meaningless just thing that you assign whatever value you want to it. A milestone, Good point. any milestone. Good point. Um, yeah, so when I met my wife, she had 4,300 subscribers. And I remember that because she came to like, do a workshop in my high school class. And of course, the first question any high school kid asks someone when they're a YouTuber is, how many subscribers do you have? She said 4,300. And in my mind, 4,300 then became the legit number because she was a full-time YouTuber who was, right. I thought was amazing and super yeah. cool. And I just, if I could ever get 4,300, I would be set forever, um, was, was what I thought. So we can assign these things to ourselves like the milestones that matter. And obviously there's people out there who, you know, they can create one or two videos that go really big and then they blow past the silver play button. There's people who create for 10 years and never get it. Um, for me, the thing, the reason that I am excited about it is very early on when I started doing YouTube, I heard someone compare the silver play button to like a college degree. And I was a teacher at the time and mm. I, I like college. I like learning. I like academics and stuff. And I was like, that's really interesting. And what they said, I don't I honestly don't remember who this was. It might have just been a random post on Reddit or something. But uh, what the person was saying was that by the time someone has been creating consistently for several years at least to the point that they hit that, it doesn't just mean that they've amassed a number, but it means that they've probably also been able to build up a certain skill set and like literacy in business and branding and production. Like you've sort of like checked all these boxes on these skill sets and this knowledge that you have. And if that's the path that you're taking with your channel, when you get that recognition, it's almost like getting your diploma of like these things. This is this is proof that you actually could do yes. the things that you start out to. And I always thought that was really, really cool. And I don't know, I just thought that would be pretty amazing. I never thought it would ever be possible <laughs> until like until like the channel just kept growing and I was 
thinking like, wow, I'm at 60, 65, 70. If this keeps going, there will be a milestone at some point, <laughs> uh, which is very exciting. And I know like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't actually change anything, but it also changes everything. And it, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to be focused too much on numbers, but I also don't want to be that person that's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, no, it totally freaking matters. Right, right. Uh, because I spent most of my life feeling like no one cared what I had to say. And now I get to be on your show where you're asking me questions about how it feels to almost have 100,000 people care about what I have to say. That is really cool. And I don't want to do disservice to that by not appreciating it or respecting it as something that's awesome in my life. I think that is what separates you and, and, and some other high, high quality content creators from folks that are just, and, and I don't think anyone's really a, a fly by night, um, overnight success, but just the yeah. fact that you do care, the fact that you do respect the, the journey that you, that it, it does matter. Right. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. I would probably, I'd like to come back and talk to you in a couple of weeks after you, you mount the plaque on your wall and, and ask, has that changed your, your approach, right. And, and, and what you decide to do and how you are going to get from that milestone to whatever that next milestone is from a content creation journey. Is, yeah. is it another plaque or it, or is it just, just something else, different brand relationships, whatever the case may be. So, so pencil yeah, well, me in. Uh, Sure. I'll, 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 I'll be streaming for my Lamborghini and like, you never know, right? You know, probably, but, but to, to kind of like, just put a end point on that, something that Heather and I were talking about last year when like the channel was growing and I was leaving my job, uh, we kind of had the discussion of, you know, things seemed pretty good. Like the channel was at like 65,000 at that point around there and I could pay the bills, mm -hmm. like things were fine. It wasn't, there's nothing extravagant, but it was more than sustainable. And I was way happier than I was at my regular job. So, you know, one day she asked, she was like, if your channel stops growing, but sustains at this pace, like, will you be happy? Or do you have this kind of like urge where you need to hit a milestone or you need to keep growing oh, or you need good. to see a certain number? Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, I, I definitely want the channel to keep growing. Of course, like nobody posts a video on YouTube because they don't want somebody to watch it. But I definitely did honestly answer her that like, no, if things stay exactly as they are, I'm happy. Like I'm good. I don't need to hit the milestone because all the other really important things, the fact that we can set our own schedules, I can spend my days working on stuff that I care about. And that puts a roof over our head and mm -hmm. food into our dog's bowls and stuff like, <laughs> you know, I don't need a, a, a piece of recognition to prove that that's happening. Um, so that's, you know, that is a perspective to have, but it doesn't mean like, well, why not both? <laughs> I'd like to have both too, but no, nothing wrong with being greedy, man. You, we, we, you deserve <laughs> it. We deserve it. And, but that again is the, is the perspective that I wanted to hear. And I think folks may be asking that question themselves and, and may be hesitant to, to ask, but you know, we never, I never want to assume. So I would lo love to hear it coming straight from, from the, uh, I'm not going to call you a horse, but you know, from, from your mouth. I'm, a buck is an animal. Yeah. <laughs> They're flying left and right here, folks, man. The, the, the bucknasiums or the, <laughs> the, the, re, the references here. All right. Let, let, let me let me wrap this up here. Uh, but I want to ask a couple of more things and yeah. um, see how, how you respond to these. Sure. Kind of four questions and a picture. A little, okay. little lightning round that I'm that I'm throwing. Okay. All right. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Do you find yeah, get get stretched out there and, you know, get yeah. ready here. Do you do your uh, calisthenics? <laughs> do you have more? Let me ask. Creative expression through video or through photo? Through video, hundred percent for me because of editing. Okay. The editing okay. process. That. Oh my god. The the the. I always do feel bad that one of the first things people want to outsource is editing. Mm. Um, it can totally make sense in some cases, you know. And there's times where you don't need to be the one editing your stuff. But for me, it's like that's where you, everything comes together. That's where you get to put your fingerprints all over it. And yeah, so the editing is where I can be expressive with the things that I have like collected, you know, right. through filming. So let's talk about the editing techniques. And this could be a <laughs> controversial question. Um, J cut, L cut or jump cut? Yes. <laughs> there's room for all of them right they're tools in your toolbox and it's like you know hammer screwdriver or i don't know Man. saw and it's like oh. well 
Sometimes you need a saw, sometimes you need a hammer. I have been trying to reduce J, not J cuts, uh, jump cuts. I guess yeah. that's a J cut, J for jump. Kinda. I've been trying to reduce those for the past year as much as possible, which is just sort of like a creative challenge for me to keep things flowing, different angles, punch-ins, whatever. Um, and then when there is a jump cut, I find that it can be more for like almost like a comedic effect or a specific impact because it it almost does look out of place. But something I had to unlearn very early on in YouTube was like never do a jump cut because obviously when you're taught editing more traditionally, it's a sin to do a jump cut. And then on YouTube, nobody cares. Yeah. And it's fine. So, yeah, there's room for everything. I don't I don't play favorites. OK, I, I asked that question because, as you see, I, I switch scenes to kind of keep <laughs> the left and the right side of everyone's brain active. Right. I, w yeah. When, at one time I'm in the lower left and, and here on the top right or whatever the case would be. So yep. I, I, I do that consciously. Uh, and I wanted to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. It's what they call it, like a visual. Uh, I forget what it is, but a thing that like sparks your attention every yeah. every so often you kind of need that to pull your back in. I'm sure people hate it when I do it, but I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, no, keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> controversial question. Two controversial <laughs> questions. Uh, Canon versus Sony. <laughs> you don't have to answer if you don't want to answer. You, you can no, okay. Answer. I'm a, a Sony. 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 If you need, if you don't have a camera, you need a camera, get a Sony. But it's hard also to buy a bad camera in 2022. <laughs> but yeah, Sony from a, okay. what is it? 2007 to 2021 however many years that is yeah that many years as a canon user i say sony okay see you're you're going into further description than, than <laughs> i i just was asking for one word answers um sorry <laughs> fender versus gibson oh fender thousand percent okay see there we go yeah. I, i'm looking for some there we go okay that, that's no, what's I, on, the, I need on the wall there. fender all the way yeah that, yeah okay um Top apps that you have on your mobile device or your laptop, <laughs> excluding, we love them, but not Final Cut or Ecamm. Okay. Uh, shoot, then. The YouTube Studio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on my, let's see, I'm trying to think of stuff. The Notes app. The Notes app is huge for me. Just the Apple Notes app. That's where like I outline everything, brainstorm everything. Yeah. Very, very big. Photoshop, big one. As much as I hate Adobe's subscription pricing. Still Amen. use Photoshop constantly. Yeah. Um, what are some other ones on my phone? I'm trying to think of like what is around <laughs> Twitter and like Reddit. <laughs> I guess you are active on Twitter, and I, I love you. You don't, <laughs> you know, I'm at you and I'm mentioning you on Twitter, and you don't. You just, uh, you, you just talk to the road folks. I'm like, you know, hey, I didn't, I haven't seen. Dude, I'm also, I've been hitting. I you try up. to check my notifications. No, I try don't. to check them. No, you don't. I, I do. I try. You know, because and you. You sent out a very personal, a very emotionally yeah. personal statement the other day, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, huh, that's pretty good. We, I, I wanted to see if we could go into that today, but we'll, maybe we'll hold it off for for another day. But you know, I'm so I'm watching you, man. I'm not stalking you, but I'm just <laughs> doing my no, research. No, that was <laughs> that was what, what I can say because I think I think in the spirit of that statement, what it was was I spoke up about things that have been happening in the US over the past yeah. week and yeah. things that especially currently affect a lot of women. And it's very easy as a white guy in his 30s to just sit back and go like, I'm, I can't do anything. Sending a tweet's not gonna change anything. But also the, a thing that I had a friend tell me was the people who are feeling oppression aren't the ones that anyone listens to is the people who don't find themselves in positions of oppression that will that people will listen to or pay attention to. And it's like, okay, I can't affect any kind of great change, but I can at least not be quiet. Yes. And maybe me in my own way, which might be kind of clumsy and messy, not being quiet, maybe that will help somebody else not be quiet and that will help somebody else. And if a lot of people aren't quiet, maybe that will actually do something. And I think that that is very important that if there's something that you feel is wrong happening, yeah. that you don't just stay silent because you don't think it directly affects you. And that was, I felt very silly posting like, yeah, I'm going to post about the roadcaster and I'm going to share like a Simpsons clip or something, yeah. but I'm not going to say anything about this thing yeah. that's on the top of everybody's mind. I just, it didn't feel right. That, 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 no, that, that speaks volumes of who you are. And, and I think it also in terms of why many of us are doing what it is that we do on this content creation journey, right? I, I look to have those awkward conversations with a lot of folks because healing comes in the dialogue and we are making a change. We are making a difference by 
reaching out to our sphere of influence because that then reverberates out. So no, man, let's keep doing it. I'm going to keep retweeting the things that you say. I'm going to try to keep making the same. I'm going to keep checking notifications. You're not not looking at them. You know, it's it's embarrassing to me. Are you on my mute block list? No, probably. Listen, let me, well, let me stop. (laughs) So that was four questions. Now, now I got a picture. I I know the, the proper terminology within the aviation world. Okay. Um, when is it that we can stop calling you captain and when can we start calling you <laughs> pilot uh, ladies and gentlemen listen we, we got we got captain tom buck here in the building Let, talk a little bit about yes. what's going on here man uh yeah so you know what i can tie this all together in a beautiful little thing very first video on my channel how to get your drone license when i started getting my drone license in 2017 i've had a very long term fear of flying, but getting the drone license made me really interested in aviation because I started learning about all the systems that go into it. That's really what the drone license is. It's not so much how to fly a drone, it's how to exist in airspace where other things are yeah. already flying. Yeah. And I found that really fascinating. I actually loved the test part of it and studying for it and learning about it. And also, oh, you, you have your part 107? I do, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, it, I, I'm really excited about that. It's a super that's, cool that's thing. Not cool, that I brother. need. To... It's cool. really cool. So technically, yeah. I am a pilot, <laughs> a drone pilot. Um, but it, it kind of like was sort of this interesting thing that sort of put a bug in me about learning to fly. Seems sort of interesting. And then I stumbled across some YouTube channels. Aviation YouTube is a thing where pilots have channels and they document their like trips and their processes and their planes. And I was like, wow, these are just like normal people. It's not. You don't have to be a commercial pilot in a 747 like you can just fly a little Cessna around and yeah so uh, part of that was last week uh, we went I booked a discovery flight which is if you're thinking of going to flight school it's the first time you get to go up in a plane you learn some of the basics you handle the controls for a bit and then you decide if you want to go further and it was just super cool because Heather came in to use the restroom while she she was like dropping me off at the airport basically and she came in to use the restroom and they're like hey do you want to like sit in on the little lesson and go up go up in the plane she's like okay so we both got to go which was really cool um and now yeah now it's just a matter of i loved it it was the coolest one of the coolest things i've ever done a crazy experience like we flew you know in a circle for 30 minutes it wasn't like we did anything crazy but like to be in control of a plane i'm scared of flying and to be in control of a plane and feel just excited about it was like the biggest cure to a fear of flying and yes, the next step is to, uh, I, I'm just trying to find a date to schedule the first actual lesson. And then I have no idea where it goes from there. Well, fly from Palm Springs up here, up to Sacramento Metro airport. That's the, the little one. So, and then, you know, I'll yeah, all about the little airports, little yeah, regional I, I, I'll, airport. I'll be there for you. I'll, I'll be there sitting in the back as well. Um, yeah, I could take brother, you up. What, what's, what's next, man? You, you've got. I, I know the notes app is full with, with to do lists <laughs> and check marks, things of that nature. But what's next for Tom Buck? Uh, I mean, like, I, I wish I had like the most exciting answer in the world, but creator wise, it's just trying to, <laughs> is that what's yes, next? Lunch. <laughs> uh, it's trying to just keep things sustainable. Like I love what I do and I want to keep doing it as long as I can. And anything that I can do to make that happen, that's kind of what I'm focusing on. It doesn't really mean huge shifts and stuff. It's like, Try to make each video a little bit better than the one that came before. Try to find stuff that's going to be interesting and helpful to people. Try to adapt as times change. I'm always fascinated by longtime creators like Marquez Brownlee or I Justine or the people who have been doing it for over a decade. And it's like they've been able to keep themselves while also adapting to multiple versions of what it means to be like a YouTube creator. And I'm Obviously, that's something that I'm going to have to encounter at some point because I want to keep doing this for a long time. And just kind of keeping my eye on that is really big. I'm also taking base. I enrolled in a base course um, recently. And so that's also what I've been doing with my free time. So um, yeah, in addition to YouTube, base. Listen, you, you are the epitome of what you put out there. And let me, let me give you these flowers right now, man. I kind of told you ahead of time, but we appreciate you, 
right? Oh, Fo- folks you. within the ecosystem, the content creation ecosystem, we, we appreciate who you are. We appreciate what it is that you do. We appreciate your honesty and your, your willingness to share. Oh, we thank you. appreciate the relationship that you have with your wife. Cause we appreciate the fact that you share with us the information that, that you have and you allow, allow us to grow as well. Um, oh man, the six, 16 days from now, no, uh, <laughs> 10 days, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see. call it right now. I'm gonna say 10 days from now, you're going to be at that mark. You're going to have that plaque hanging on your, on your wall. And it's going to be, <laughs> uh, just another phenomenal milestone. And, it, and like I said, just, it just epitomizes who you are when you say work hard, be kind and have fun. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me be here. Uh, thanks for just putting together an awesome show. And I will say for anyone who watches or watches regularly, I got to meet James in person a few months ago. And uh, believe it or not, he's like even nicer in person. So. <laughs> don't t- see no, shows over. <laughs> Sorry. Don't, don't he's, be- he's so he's so mean. No, I'm kidding. But you're you're great. I mean, I was so happy to be able to do this. I appreciate it. And I'd love to come back at some point. Yeah. In a couple of weeks after you get your plaque, we're, we're going <laughs> right, to talk about the Lamborghini. That. It's, it's, That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's written in stone. Thank you, brother. I'll I appreciate you. Be well. Champagne. Go have lunch now. Okay.